podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. I am massively jet-lagged, so if I don't make any sense throughout the rest of this podcast, apologies in advance. But And also Josh is away. Psychic Josh is away in like China or something? I don't know. Far East? Australia via China. Australia via China. So that is the voice of new sidekick Al, as I'm calling him. But actually, he's, I mean, Alan knows more about football in Arsenal than I'll ever know in my lifetime. Oh, Most yeah. of us know in lifetime. So I feel like... <laughs> You're beyond psychic, but you're going to be a regular. Co- I'm calling you co-host. Um, co-host for the well, next few weeks. I was going to say I'd be, you know, honoured to be psychic. I mean, co-host. You're, well. you're living staunch. You're staunch. You're a staunch <laughs> legend of um, football stats, uh, Arsenal realism, etc. And we are joined by the living legend himself, Jeff Arsenal. Don't know about that, mate. I'm just about living. Legend of that. Who one. I? Because I now am hooked up fully to your Instagram. I know that you've been you've been parting away. Like yeah, I mean, like a, I'd say, 15 year old. I'm destined to get another 10 years out of the game. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I mean, you're an example to us all. Jeff. Well, you mustn't give up. Yeah, no, you must not give up. And Clive Palmer is here. Is this your first of our podcast? I mean, you do other podcasts. I do other ones. shall not be named. I just should not be named. <laughs> but um, you're known as Clive PAFC, of course, on the Twitter. That's me. But I'm a bit quieter than Jeff in real life, I'll tell you that one. Oh, oh yeah, you're quite quiet in here now. Yeah. You might have to speak, because we use... We, I should say as well, we're not using our usual mic setup. So we're using a kind of omnidirectional single mic in the middle of it. So if it's a sound quality issues, I apologise in advance. Well, I'll but speak up, I'll speak up. I'll just shout, just shout at Jeff. Shout across the Everybody table. Everybody else does. It'll be fine. <laughs> and of course, before we continue, I have to remind you that if you sign up and deposit up to £50, Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. You can check all this out at bet.arsenalpodcast.net. Um, all right, now, I was in New York over the weekend, so I've got the jet lag, celebrating my um, 40th birthday. It's actually my 50th birthday, but I'm doing, I'm doing a reboot. You know, like, you know, film franchises reboot. And they, as if nothing ever happened, or the history is rewritten. Nobody questioned it. I'm going back on the table. No, exactly. I'm going back ten years <laughs> to forty. Official <laughs> idea. So I was in New York, and my birthday was Saturday night. So I went out Saturday day, the whole day, yeah. and I went out, and then I had to obviously I had to get up at seven a.m. New York time to watch the game um, on TV in my hotel room. And I was even more worse. I was probably worse than I am now. I was now. now so you've got one of them foreign fans. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them foreign fans, Ian Wright. <laughs> be careful. Respect. Be careful. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that Ian Wright um, mildly mentioned. Um, I love Ian Wright. I can say you can do no Me wrong. Too. My, do no wrong in my eyes. But yeah, so I watched it in a daze. In a daze, Alan. Of of alcohol. I think our defence did the first twenty. Yeah. Minutes. So that's what I was going to say. You ruined my joke. I was drunk. Oh. I was in a drunken stupor. <laughs> as so were Arsenal boy. for the first. 10, 15 minutes of that match. You did say co-host, but not joint yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I spent too long <laughs> building up to the joke. But yeah, they, I mean, I was drunk watching it, but they were, what, I mean, what was going on there with that early defending, which is the same terrible early defending as last week. Was it all the week before? It's mm. all a blur now. Sloppy. Uh, someone said it's the 12 o'clock kickoff, but the United game was the opposite end of the day. You know, right, yeah. Saturday night, 5.30. So I can't, I can't really say... It was that. We've had some tough 
games at Southampton in the past, I know a couple of times the, the coaches turn up late, yeah. at least one yeah. of them where they had a sluggish start. Minutes, yeah, 20 minutes um, before the game. I think 20 minutes before the game and handed in the team sheets in a rush. And I don't buy that though, do you really? I mean, every, both teams have got to play early, so you've yeah. just got to get organised for it, haven't you, surely? We played Spurs early, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, yeah. We, turned yeah. Up, we turned up with a plan, we turned up with a strategy, and we look sharp for minute one. Yeah. Already, yeah, and already, I don't want to be too negative within the first 10 seconds, but I feel like that the Spurs, the halo effect of that performance, which was incredible, was already dying away because we're already coming into games like this. You know, just looking yeah. shambolic in the, in, at the start. It's quite. Well, it's just it's unbelievable. It's more or less the same team, really. So, why, why are you so good in I mean, a massive game like Tottenham? And then performed poorly in the first twenty minutes against Manchester United and against Southampton. I don't understand it. It must be attitude. It's attitude and preparation. It's got yeah. to be right because mm. you take the City game. We didn't look quite coordinated and we lost probably deservedly. Yeah. We go to Spurs, learn all the lessons, bang, we hit it, win two 0 mm-hmm. You think we're going to go to United and show our stuff, but we revert back. We revert back to the team that's not quite ready on kickoff. And then we managed to take negatives from that performance, not mm-hmm. the fantastic going forward performance, but the negatives from the defensive side, and then bring that to Southampton. I mean, I worry about that sort of mentality side of things, to be honest. Yeah, and but it's been going. I mean, it's just the same thing for you. I mean, you in your in your you've done an excellent agenda, by the way. Thank you, um, Alan. And you've written in the in this Southampton bit. You've said um, concede another early goal. Our expected goals for early goals is the worst in the Premier League. Yeah, to concede. Yeah, to concede. So we concede the highest quality and quantity of chances in the first 20 minutes in the Premier League when we're away from home. Our away record's been poor this year, but I mean, it, was, it wasn't long ago. I think we went 20 unbeaten or some madness or some... We had a good away record for, for a while, maybe only a year ago or something previous yeah. to that. But, so well, again, why is it different? It's strange, I, isn't I it? thought that was the fixture list. I genuinely did. I think we had like a stack of hard away games oh, yeah, then. I remember, yeah. A decent run of winnable games, mm-hmm. but as you said, then uh, twenty seventeen as a year rather than the season seventeen eighteen. I think it's only something like seven Premier League uh, away wins, mm. which well, it's not good enough. Doesn't really. get you far oh. enough on what on what, and which does imply, as you were saying, Clive, that the whole problem is mental, isn't it? It's not like it's the same. I and mean, recently, apart from so, I think was Motosaka the only. Change, I the think, only change on yeah. I mean, which could be a big change. I mean, let's face it, is it? I mean, it's, it's sad to say it could be over, couldn't it? For him, yeah, I mean, and, a, you, and you say that, but I'm not blaming him, I'm no, just no, saying, no, of course not. But again, look at him against Chelsea in the cup final, yeah. yeah. And this, you, and you but think that yourself, was six months all right, ago. He, can, he can manage Southampton, there's no problem. Charlie mm. Austin, blah blah blah. I wanted him to play before the game, yeah. It's quite interesting with Murtasaka and Giroud when they play, it affects so many other players. So when Giroud plays, we are affected up front mm. just because he's a different type of player yeah. to Lacazette like and, and Wellway. Yeah. And when Mertesacker plays, we have to play deeper, which means there's more yeah. space in midfield. So it affects the whole structure of the team. And so it's strange that we we got these second 11 players, but when they come in, we're a different team completely. Mm-hmm. And we need to think about that. We've got to get the balance right, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, good teams we, always have those 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 secondary players come in and they know the job of the, the person they're replacing yeah, totally. and a lot of the time they're in com- direct competition and I think someone said at the weekend and I'll credit someone if I can remember but yeah. said that we've actually created two 
first 11s mm-hmm. without yeah. any competition between the two. Yeah, Everyone yeah. seems set yeah. in the Europa League and I think League. It was the last blog, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, fantastic shout. Yeah, he hasn't zone. created competition. I don't even think someone like Theo Walcott sitting at home this weekend. Uh, saying, well, let me at West Ham on Wednesday if that's. He cares, does he? Doesn't look like he cares. I don't know. He's looking after his handicap, isn't he? I think he is, and I I like him, but he looks very comfortable. Didn't he he play quite well against. I wasn't here for Barty Brosov and didn't manage to watch it. And that wasn't. I mean, he was. was, I know, you know, I'm hugely. Opposition aside. Opposition (laughs) aside, yeah, but he was good. He was as good as he's been for a long time. He looked sharp. He looked very sharp. Yeah, but I agree with you on the general. What you're saying is, is that a player like him, clearly the message is. No matter, he, he could he could have played mm. out of his skin and scored a hat trick. He probably still wouldn't have been picked in the mm. first team in the next league game. And similarly, Giroud, you know, I mean, I, I have my issues with Giroud, and I totally agree with you. That change, my issue with him is that it changes the way we play too much, Completely. which I agree, rather than personally hating or anything. Yeah, but and I'm annoyed about the way it changes it yeah. up front for me. It's it's too annoying, it makes and us less threatening. It yeah. makes us less threatening. But Wenger said today in the press conference. He said, I was asked about Giroud, he said, he's not a sub for me, he's a very good player. To which the journalist pointed out, well, he hasn't started a game in the league yeah. this season. So yeah. he is literally a sub. I mean, you, know, you have decided mm. in a very real way that he is a sub. And I'm fine with that. He can be both. He can be, yeah. Yeah, he's a very good player. He's not yeah. a great player, but yeah, he's a very good player. Scores goals. We scores goals in that situation. But that's, what, mm. that's good, isn't it? Yeah, when, yeah. when we're in desperate straits... Yeah. And as soon as he came on, I thought, oh, he's, he'll probably score. Yeah. Was it another one-touch goal? So that's yeah. Yeah. 87 yeah. out of 105. Oh, I believe it was. One touch. Years ago. Yeah. Great. One touch. He's brilliant yeah. one touch. But when he plays from the start, he slows down the whole attack. And someone had to go up a few weeks ago saying he doesn't slow it down. I think he does slow it down. And he's given loads of chances and he misses loads of chances. Yeah. Non, non-watch touch ones. You know, mm. ones where he has to do something. Yeah. And carve up, carve up. Mm. And, it, and, it, and it doesn't work. But I think... But is... Isn't the answer if if he has to change the defence, like when bring in Mertesacker, shouldn't he have thought more about reverting to a flat a back four, you know, or you know, rather than persisting with this? I'm not sure if that back three works, you know, in certain situations. In certain I'm not sure situations. it does with Mertesacker. <laughs> to the words right out of my mouth. I'm not sure it does with Mertesacker. Yeah, that's why I'm getting pace. Yeah. And like you say, we've got to defend deep, yeah. and I think it disrupts everything else. You know, the, the higher women win the ball up the pitch, the more chance we've got to get at scoring. Exactly, it's, it's I think obvious. the back the back three works when our first eleven, which we can all name, by the way, which tells you something well, yeah. about the competition thing you were talking about. When they're all there, it works. Mm. As soon as we lose one of them, we're playing a different game. Maybe then we should think about a different formation. I think people are looking at the formation as a as a fixer because we're not really one hundred percent happy with the quality of player that we mm. have. No. So we're looking at systems to get the maximum out of them by design. When you have good players. System doesn't really matter as much. It's true. Yeah. Did a lot of people? I saw a lot of people after the game having a go at um, Alexis Sanchez again mm. for giving the ball away too much. Everyone's going on about that now. Yeah. And for, for ages, I've been saying, oh, to which is whenever I see someone mentioning him, often gives the ball. I always have to hand a fe- an article that was written about Messi yeah. about two years ago. Said he gave the ball away more than any other player mm. in his league. And and I'm not saying I'm not saying he's as good as Messi or anything like that. I'm just saying. I've always say the way he plays means he's going to give the ball away. Yeah. He's dribbling yeah. and he's yeah. trying to do often he's ludicrous trying things. Trying to make stuff happen rather trying than to trying to retain happen. the ball. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I just feel it's not to me. He's not the problem. He wasn't the problem on again. You know, on in that game. You don't mind one player like that as long as everyone else is doing their job and knowing that he has the freedom to give the ball away. Yeah, significantly does, higher percentage play, than they do. It does hurt you when the oh, ball course. turns over oh, and we're yeah, but it hurts any team when the ball. Down. It hurts any and team does, when the ball turns over. He does. He does it when we're so flat. 
and he does hurt us. There's no mm. doubt about it. I mean, I love him, and he. But the defenders giving the ball away is the problem, isn't it? Like they, I mean, you know, you get our defenders yeah. who literally yeah. pop, give it in, yeah, in their area to a shield attack. That that's, header was like, yeah. what, where are you going with that? <laughs> and yeah. I'm, I've never seen, I'd like to see stats. I'm, I was trying to find my I I'd like to see stats of how, her Sanchez, how often. I mean, I can think of one, maybe two examples of he's, someone's taken the ball from him and, went on, and a goal has been scored as a result. It's a clearly as a result. I just don't think it, that happens that often. It doesn't happen that often. And actually, the one player that's given the ball away more than him in the league is Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, yeah, oh I love so you, Clive. You, that tells you something, doesn't it? Right? So, so pleased with that And it's, it's, a, it's, risk, it's risk versus reward. At the weekend, he set up Ramsey's shot. Yeah. He set up the goal. He set up, he set up the goal the previous week. I mean, yes, he's loose. Yes, he can be a bit self-indulgent. But yeah. But for me, yeah, I agree. Oh, you know, of course, in this squad, he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 well, we're going to be left mediocrity. I still don't get it. The yeah. people who don't like him, I mean, you might not like his personality, but Maradona mm. was a twat. You know, like, you, yeah. if you're a fan, you know, you will not want to watch Maradona. We came out just because he was a bit of an egomaniac. You know, mm. it's just part and parcel of that he, kind of player. He is, he is. I think Arsenal fans would be more forgiving if he had a three-year contract in his back pocket. Oh, because, sure, that's right. We're, because we're not too sure whether we want to emotionally invest in him. No, that's right. We're looking for a reason to. Keep yeah, exactly. Him, right? But I emotionally invest in the fact that I'd rather watch him try and take on players than some yeah, team than sure. Giroud you know oh, he's, he's, around. Worth, he's worth the entrance money I mean, honestly, yeah. you'll find he'll do something that'll you know wow the people are really on his back at the moment aren't they mm. we'll talk more about um, him and other players that play for Arsenal after this break <laughs> yeah. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes and we're back from the break what about um in terms of, I mean, what did you, Al, did you, Alan, did you think in that game that the problem was the kind of midfield defensive situation? I mean, again, I, I, there are kind of Ramsey issues, aren't there? I mean, you got injured, but you know, against Spurs, for somehow everyone, as you said, everyone was on it. Yeah. But it felt to me we were back to the old situation where sometimes Ramsey would be running up the pitch and leaving gaps, and Xhaka wasn't, you know, on it particularly, and it, he wouldn't, he wouldn't kind of attack certain players with it. It just felt the whole thing felt looser to me. That only works if. It, if somebody else is prepared to pick up the slack right. and do the additional work to allow him to go and run up the pitch. And maybe in a game like Tottenham where they're all thinking, this is a North London derby, I yeah. need to be focused. I've just seen Ramsey run past me, I probably need to go and back him up. Yeah. Or I know full well that someone's going to be you know, covering this portion of the pitch, but he's they, they've just got a different game head on. And maybe, and look... You know, Jeff, I have to throw in the accusation, maybe start the Wenger stuff now. It it relies on one person to implement that. But then also, if it doesn't happen, because I think anyone in the position of defending the manager will always say, well, he can't play for them. The players are making errors. But there's no accountability for those errors at all. And... Um, someone harked back to, I mean, an even worse away draw, which was the Newcastle one, which was obviously a complete disaster, that that 4-4, years and years and years ago. And he only changed one player, one forced change after that game. One forced change after dropping a four-goal lead. Not even to make a statement, maybe. Like, maybe put someone on the bench that you're going to put on at half-time. And I think that that's just been a legacy of, of his time at Arsenal, that every player knows that there, there are no consequences because it's just like a do-over and like, oh, we'll play West Ham at this weekend, uh, sorry, midweek, and he probably won't change it. And I know I've got my position. And I think, as you said, with the first 11, I think that's even 
you know, I think it's even deeper set now in the minds of the players. I've got my position. As long as I look like I'm half interested, I think I'll be all right. And, and isn't you, one, you're one not going to win anything with that uh, before mentality. Jeff, oh, Jeff answers. <laughs> isn't one huge example of that Hector Bellerin? Yes, he's, like, he's he on is, the agenda. <laughs> he is. Yes, he he is never going to get his like every first every important game is going to play. He can have a terrible game. He can have a great game. He can have a mediocre game. Never ever. His boss be... hates his understudy. So yeah, he's got exactly, no exactly. He's breezing through life. You know, he goes to fashion parties and meets me. It looks great, but that's, it's a problem, isn't it? Who do you replace him with at the moment? We haven't got a replacement for well, him. He, he knows that. that. Yeah, he, he knows, knows that. that. <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, personally, I would I would stick Debussy in there, give him a game. Why not? You know, I'm, I'm, the two or three games that we have seen Debussy hasn't let us down. Yeah, no, he was no, that's, that's exactly what he needs to do. He yeah, does need no. to send a yeah, signal to a, one of the, the the higher profile players, and I'd say Bellerin is one of those because. You know, he's winning fan polls as, as at least top three player of the year uh, uh, the why. last two seasons. I can't see why. I, just, mm. I, I look at his... He's having a, I think, this season, is, is, I think, yes. he's so inconsistent. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it goes from one extreme mm. to another for me. I mean, I just think... But focus, You know being unfair, Clive? Clive's well, looking... I, just, I, I think sometimes it's, it's a lot about how we receive information. So we talk about Alexis earlier. Yeah. We all know he's give away the ball stats. Yeah. So we're, we're at him. We look at... Bellerin and we see him on Instagram we see him as a Puma model yeah. we think he's giving the ball away he's got, yeah. him. He's got a focus hair. he's got a focus I look at him and think well actually in our squad if we if Bayern Munich were to come in and buy maybe three players he might be one of them you know and so we need to cherish him a bit more I think they walk out the shop yeah, personally yeah. But, <laughs> but we need to make sure we have a proper backfield for him because he plays a lot of football for a 21 year old he plays yeah. a lot of yeah. games He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, he's still learning on the job. He he's literally partner. still learning he's on the job. Learning. What has he lost? A, lost a bit of pace, maybe. I mean, I some are saying that he, he maybe has lost a bit of pace. Oh, they showed a couple of sprints to. from the weekend oh, okay. where um, he didn't get away from Bertrand. Bertrand on the wing, and then another one they showed in the highlights where I think it was Redmond. Was it Redmond? Yeah. He didn't get away from him with the he same ease. Maybe he, he has lost a bit half of half a yard. But I, think I don't it's think determination. It's... I think you know, sometimes if you, yeah. if you if you really want it, yeah, you, I you, think I, you know, I see him. And I don't think he's sprinting as much as he, you know, like in, in past times when he, he just sprint back. And, but do you yeah. not do you not think that comes down to one man managing yeah, the focus mate, of each individual player? You're a footballer, player. right? You should do. You shouldn't have the man. You shouldn't worry about the manager. You want to. You should do your best for yourself. Yeah. Fuck the manager. I get that. Right? I mean, and I would be like that. Personally, I would be like that. It's like being, but that's like saying you, I, I work for a company, and if my boss is 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 uh, you know complacent and doesn't give me good coaching at what I, what I'm doing and doesn't give me you know strong I'd advice, want to take his job. Yeah, but you know it's not. Like, but all players, all people are different, aren't they? Some players need. What's the point of having a manager then? You might as well just shove them all out yeah, there. Even, uh, let them play. I mean, <laughs> Alan would say that's exactly what happens. <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. Footballers all over the country now playing five or so football as we speak right and they're, they're kicking lumps out of each other because they want to win the game and because they want to play well themselves that is how they should be playing it should yeah. you know Wenger will set your team up he'll prepare you right and he'll send you out he's not going to send you out to defend shit but it's not but it's true but I don't, I don't think he's sending them out uh, he's sending them out to defend well with a plan so that ends up looking like he's sending them out to defend. No, I think his philosophy is that we'll score more goals than the other team. It's always been like that. I think it's a mistake in some games. Mm. I think he should prepare more, right? But 
at the end of the day, he does think that we're going to score more goals than, than the other team. And but there's, you can do both, can't you? Because Pep Guardiola, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. that um, someone told me that Pep Guardiola, you think of, of all managers must think we'll score more. I mean, Man City definitely must go out every week thinking they'll score more goals in the opposition. Yeah. But he does prepare them meticulously. Mm-hmm. He give them have massive dossiers mm-hmm. on. Whatever well, shit the team is they're playing, he, he there's days and days of analysis of them. Mm-hmm. You can do both. It's like, I think for up for me, it's like Wenger's arrogance now has become such that. He, he's still thinking that we're the same kind of team as a few years ago where we're mm. always going to be, be better than them, play better and score more goals. But that's not realistic anymore, think, is it? Yeah, mm. I think, you know, we've said it, said on the pod plenty of times, for £8 million a year or whatever he gets, forget that, he though. should be yeah, but he should be doing both. Yeah, yeah, he does do both. He does do both. He does prepare them. He, 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 no, he does prepare them. He, 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 I don't think he does. I don't believe He don't believe the footballers concentrate enough on you know if you give them a, a, a 20 page job you know, half of them will read it half of them won't I bet the youngsters won't they go yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think you know Purr and all that they'll read it yeah of course they've been through and they know what they've been through in the past but oh, I can't see yeah, so I, I think, think with those you manage them with short messages don't yeah. you of, of there's different ways of managing it's about players. tone setting right so look at Man City on Sunday it switched to Vincent Company right before the game and he was shouting, press, 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 press. You could yeah. see it in his face. Yeah. And you knew that the first five minutes of that game was all about setting the tone. We're yeah. in your house and we're coming to get you. Right? Yeah. I felt that watching Arsenal Spurs. I thought we were at them mm. minute one. Of course. Other games, I feel we just go out and we look to find a rhythm. We look to play. And other teams are thinking, we can't settle them early. Mm-hmm. We can get to them mm-hmm. early while they're still floating around. You're absolutely right. And, and we're conceding in that. Period. As soon as after that, I remember saying in the pocket after this first game, saying, you know, and being accused of being miserable and, and you know, <laughs> and negative. But I was like, the chances of us maintaining anything like that performance for more than a week are so minimal. And it, but it, and it does go back to the boss. It all emanates from him, the whole tone of it, isn't it? And I thought that is the bottom. That's why we're in this constant repetition of the same thing year after year. Because we never managed to achieve that level of performance, and other teams do. The other teams, I mean, you know, we may even be below certain teams or hovering around the same area as certain teams, but at least they have a certain intensity every week mm-hmm. that we just can't manage. It's weird. I just find it weird. That's, that that's how can't. it's perceived. But now we've seen the Spurs game. It's lodged, right? It's yeah. there. We've all seen it. Yeah, we've done it before. We beat Chelsea last year, and then we beat Man, Man United last year. Man City in the semi-finals. Yeah, so we can do this. Yeah. And we look prepared on those days. We look really yeah. prepared. Yeah. You know? And I think the preparation level... <clears throat> Various, and I think how many times? How many times? You know, you you don't need to know how how Man City play. Every every footballer will watch them, right? And if you've got any any idea of playing football, you, you, you watch them and you can see how they play. You don't really need that much preparation. You know what Gabriel Jesus is like. You know what uh, Kevin De Bruyne plays like. You know where he's going to pick up them little holes, right? Yeah. So you're playing against him. You just got to win your battle against him. It's as simple as that. There's a couple of bits of evidence. And elements. the problem is. The problem is they're better players than us. They it's as simple right, as that. Yeah, but we're playing teams with that. that. But Jeff, we're playing teams that have worse players than us, and we're still not no, we, dealing we with them. Still in the main with them. No, in the main. I mean, I mean, where the the, so did I. the Robin one where he cuts on to his you know oh. favoured foot. There's, uh, there's yeah, not, I know there's it's not, the weekend there's not, though. There's not a kid uh, of, of ten that you could ask and say which, which foot would Robin I cut agree. onto. Yeah, our two defenders that were marking him, and I'm going back two years now, <laughs> yeah. didn't oh, no. know oh, and no. showed him exactly oh. the side he wanted thank, to be yeah, shown. Like, thank you. And that's but, one you know, of the I biggest games. The, weekend, prepped on that. the first attack, it was like Tadic went down his right hand side, mm. and I thought, Monreal, do not, do not show him inside. Whatever you do, yeah, yeah. and he was standing over to show him down the outside. I thought, yeah, all right, yeah. we've learned something. You know what I mean? But you're right. I know what you said. 
But you know, the players like Monreal and that, uh, they should know that anyway. They're scoreboard stuff. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's what I mean. Don't even kids who play FIFA that. know that. You know, kids who play. I think FIFA it's just a general that. focusing for me. I think um, from a playing perspective, we can play. It's that focus and aggression and aggression That's and right. intensity to and say, you've got to turn it on every game today. Mm. Mm. No team can do it every single week. But while you're dipping, let's not concede two in the first ten minutes. Oh, yeah. you know I mean? yeah. But there Just are managers like, yeah. a little bit more pathetic. And there are managers like Marino. I mean, I hate Marino with a passion, you know. And he today, he's pres- oh god, he was just being a massive twat in his press conference today. <laughs> Going on about City players and all that, oh, it was awful. The press con- press officer had to step in and stop him because he was talking. Really? Such, yeah, he was talking such nonsense. Yeah. And um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, but he can get gets them to a level of intensity right from the start, doesn't he? Mm. So even when United have a boring game, I know you know all the stuff about parking the bus and all that. They still they're not going to like lose. They're not going to concede two early goals or you know. Is that not fear as well? Yeah, fear. Of yeah. course, fear. Remember George used to do it. Of Arsenal. course, yeah. 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 You'd be shitting yourself to, to keep, keep yeah. Well, the players, even in the 89 film, I think there's a couple of games where yeah. they say, we knew we weren't at it that day and we were absolutely terrified coming into the dressing yeah. room. Mm. Um, yeah, even when they, they could be 4-0 up, room. they could be 4-0 up with mm. George Graham's match and he's still giving them a massive bollocking. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying yeah. it was, yeah, it was sloppy, cut the yeah. passes or something, they yeah. And Ian, if you do listen to, I listen to ex-players like Ian Wright and Martin Keown and Lee Dixon, these people, when you when they're asked about Veng, it's very interesting, mm-hmm. I think. They're quite circumspect, and they've asked directly. Like Mark Pugach, who's coming yeah. on this pod yeah. soon, I think maybe next week or week after. He's he often gets to ask them, you know, just mm-hmm. you prepare, you know, about the preparation issue and all mm-hmm. that, and you know, and they're very circumspect. They don't go, oh, of course he prepares. They don't say that. So mm-hmm. you know, I meant to say this a few minutes ago, but they're all kind of admitting there is an issue there. They're, he's mm-hmm. not like I don't they're think he's like Mourinho or Guardiola in terms they, of the prep. They it? get they get some preparation. Some they have to get something. Yeah. That would be ludicrous. Yeah, but this is what I go back to what I'm saying to you. They're professional footballers. Yeah, you don't. I'll, need g- to I'll know. give you a bigger bit of evidence than the Robin shirt. Uh, the Robin cutting inside. Mm. It's when we pulled back against Reading in the League Cup, yeah. and three players threw their shirts into the crowd and had to get they them back. Know. They didn't know <laughs> the rules of the game. Oh yeah, now, that was incredible. T- you can't tell. I mean, I again. I was I, for some reason always mention managing yeah, myself in, in like under thirteens. But should that be a, you're my a kids before yeah, the they, they always. Oh come on! My, my kids in the under thirteens say to me before every game, "Is this cup or league this week?" And what happens? And then is there extra time? Is there penalties? Does a ref have yellow? Like how? How is that not being communicated to professional players in a live TV game in the cup? Yeah, that. Extra time might be a possibility, even if it's for the the general fitness of the team. You know, like even a very basic instruction, even if you were Sunday League, would be, boys, there might be an extra thirty minutes here. But no, drew the game, ninety minutes, shirts into the crowd, coach has to go on and say, you need to get them back because someone somewhere doesn't know. It's management. That's the definition of management. That that for me was a clear. It's like someone saying, it's like an editor saying to me, "Boy, can you interview this famous person tomorrow?" And not telling me what I'm interviewing them about. You know, just say, Mm -hmm. "Go and talk, speak to them. It'll be fine." I'm like, "Well, they got a film out." You know, it's it's the vagueness. There's a vagueness to the whole setup. Arsene constantly. What what I think what he does is he he doesn't want to fill him up with 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 guff. He, he he wants to no no he will prepare a little bit of course defensively right but most of his work is offensively right because he wants them to score more goals than the other team and generally if you score more goals than the other team you win the league but it does happen all the time I, I sort of agree with you there Wenger's coaching style is much more about offensive patterns what we do on the ball how we move mm-hmm. is choreographed offensive patterns right yeah 
He doesn't think about the doomsday scenario when we lose the ball. Which is wrong. Mm. That's, that's obvious. Mm. Everybody. But you've got to do both, as Boyd said. Yeah, you've got yeah, to. There's, there's three sides of the game. On the ball, off the ball, and transition. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the three sides of the but game. I'll tell you I the think difference. he's an on-the-ball coach. That's what he is. When, mm. you're, paying, when you're paying City, you played £50 million for two right, a right back and a left back nearly, right? Yeah. The quality... Right, that quality is instilled in that player already. He hasn't got to worry about that player. Really? He knows he's switched on. Right, that's why you paid that but money. I don't for think him. this argument works anymore. Less why? No, but it's, it's, it wasn't a it wasn't a fluke. It was a freak. Right, that it was but, still a that freak. Was a team. But someone that was, that organized was a team. the team yeah. to make sure that they were better than the the, the sum of the parts was better get than that. the individual. I get that. I agree with you. And that was a the team. They grew together. And once you get that little bit of invincibility, which they weren't getting beat, and then they went to Man City and won 3 1, remember? Mm. They thought, you know what, we can win this. Exactly. Right? And it was only the last few games, sorry, that they, they started to bottle it a little bit because of the pressure was on them. Mm. But they got through it. But you'll get that. It's interesting to say about the Man City fullback because they've spent 50 million on Walker. Yeah. And we're talking about a 21 year old in Bellerin. And we're yeah. questioning him, and Walker's 28. Yeah, but yeah. that's actually the difference. We just need to be a little bit patient, and he'll have his little moment, and but then he'll come back. But it's a good example. Yeah, but then someone will nick him off us. Yeah. You know. but, the, but that's a great example because what Pep Guardiola has done is he 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 was still manager last year, and everyone was everyone was a few people idiots. I mean, were slagging him off for you know he had spent hundreds of millions last year. It wasn't his thing, was it? Well, it no. some, but partly it was. But what he did was he addressed. The issues, yeah. defensive issues. He With spent urgency. loads of money urgently. <laughs> I mean, on the right, yeah. on the kind of plays he needed. So that's Fenger doesn't do that. He's like, I'll, I'll pay him. I'll buy him. He, you know, he looks good. Why didn't he strengthen the defence more? He needed to strengthen the defence mm. more. You know, well, especially going to this three at the back because I'm still not yeah. convinced that Monreal is no centre back. We haven't got I mean, enough centre. Clearly not a centre yeah. back. And then you look at the age of a couple of the others and think, well. They, they not only need someone to go with them, they might need replacing. Yeah. Um, Sack is like, you know, I mean, I love him. He's a lovely guy. He's 100 years old. Chambers and Holding. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, it is what are we thinking about? Yeah. That's down to Hitman's now. I mean, all right. Even if even if you say, you know, we're overplaying the extent to which he's, set, he's setting them out. But he hasn't, we've got, we haven't got enough central defenders. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's his fault. It's got to be his fault, isn't it? We haven't got enough good ones to complain in the, no. the two. right. That we've got players who can play in the three, mm. and that's probably why we're yeah. playing. Chambers look promising, though. Holding, definitely promising. Yeah. Whether promising. or not, you know, and he, he might still come on. He's still very young. Yeah, you know, but this is the thing, isn't it? You know, keep him. He said, don't judge him until they're 24. That's what he said. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, well anyway. players out of position has occurred oh. in the Europa League as well. Yes. So did that Europe? Did anyone go to the Barto Bryce off yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Was it freezing cold? Freezing cold. <laughs> but good to cold. see. Yeah, it was brilliant. I enjoyed Vast it. I enjoyed it, especially when we scored loads of goals. It was brilliant, you know. And, and, and a few players that obviously don't get a start of the weekend. It was yeah. good to see him. And Eddie, like, Eddie signed a, new, a deal. That's Eddie, like Eddie, yeah. I like Maitland Niles. I like. Yeah, I swear. Good. And, and you know, we, we might go on to talk about this midfield spot. Yeah. I, what yeah. I don't like him doing is he's playing him everywhere. I think he's played in every position: left, left midfield, right midfield, left back, right back, centre half. I like him a lot. I think he's oh. the one that can break through. I, yeah, really I yeah. think he's a centre midfield player. He is. I think he's a centre midfield. Give him a chance. And we're talking about that West Ham. Who's going to come in after Ramsey? Yeah. Everyone's going to thinking about J uh, uh, Jack, Jack and, yeah. and Matthew Elmeny. Oh, oh, why not you put that young boy in there? He's ready. Mm. I really is, he, is he? Is he good, J uh, Alan? Yeah, I think. I think. He's, I think he's different class. The pace of the lad. He's I incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I, as I've said loads of times before, I really don't like the. the Building up with these players because no, I mean, no. I mean, even the the three centre backs had their shirts 
up on the Instagram, didn't they? Saying mm-hmm. like almost like a nun shall pass, and then the next game <laughs> yeah. we conceded two in the first. <laughs> so I, I, I really think, especially with young players, you want them to do well. You're behind them, especially the ones that come through, come through the academy. But you really do need to build your level of expectation. And I think even last year we saw it with uh, the, the performance of uh, Holding in the um, yeah. Cup final. Yeah. Everyone after that was like, right. Well, look what we've done to Eddie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just two touches. Yeah, yeah I, I want them to do well, but build it up. I think social media has probably ruined that slow build-up of players. Social media there are no heroes money. anymore. There are no heroes anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I do think Eddie's deserves. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm kind of saying he just, it was such an incredible arrival. Oh yeah, of course. The yeah. Drama of it's it a story. It's a, everyone to get yeah. excited. I'm not saying he deserves to be yeah. playing up front. He got the biggest. But maybe the Niles. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'd love to see him play from the start. You know, Brilliant. obviously, yeah. it, it, game it that also fine. shows the fans will get behind those players oh, from the off as yeah. well. Yeah. And I think the fans are desperately looking for a hero. Yeah, exactly. And a new young. They're desperately looking at Jack. Looking at Eddie. Looking at anybody. So who would you want somebody to be that player? So who would you replace? Who would you put in midfield then? Would you would you play Jack? Would you play? El Nenny, would you play Maitland-Niles? I, I would play Jack. Yeah. I think of that second 11 group, mm. he's the one that's knocking the door. The yeah. Yeah. And I think he's going to... He gets have, it, doesn't he? he get, and he's, he's like our version of... He's like our Mark Noble. We were talking well, about, we were yeah, talking about Noble earlier. And, and he's our Mark Noble. He mm. understands the fans. He makes sure he communicates to the fans. And I think he deserves a shot yeah. and see what he does. You know, I think he, he's earned it. Well, talking of Noble, especially in this game, because... Yeah. Yeah. Noble at the weekend he it'd be probably unfair to the quality of the other side of his game to call it to say that he made West Ham tick because mm. it's not like he was spraying 50 yard no. balls everywhere but he did actually he was the engine for them and he was a major part of them winning against West Ham I think he Jeez. ran the 10th furthest of any uh, Premier League player this weekend and you probably do need someone in there that isn't going to go off and leave him alone I know some yeah. of our midfield have to do that but Maybe Jack's the ideal one. You know, he's been getting a lot of stick, though, by West Ham fans, Mark Noble. Oh, yeah, yeah he does. Hard. That's yeah. the thing, he does. Stick, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think Arsenal are not on their own. I think all the clubs are... Maybe, he, used to, maybe he, didn't, he didn't respond to the last manager. Maybe he's responding to... You but know, Jack, you know, I think he's got to play, definitely. Yeah, he's I, got I, to play, know. but football's such a dangerous line. Like, for example, if he goes out there and doesn't play well, he might be replacing Mark Noble in that West Ham. He could, yeah, he could very true. for him. Mm, very and he true. could be over there and playing mm. there and that's it. And that's how it goes. You get for all this money that they get, it's a finite opportunity. I still worry about him game. getting injured again. I mean, you see him at the weekend. He's, he's leaving the ball dangling there against these 15 stone guys. And there he's, out, know, he's going to get clumped again. You can see it. He's coming really very close. Yeah. Mate, breaking his ankle in mm. half, you know. Mm. He's got to change his game. Before we get on to our actual predictions for uh, the West Ham game and the next game, there's the we've got Osterlands in the Europa League. Mm. I mean, that's going to be a tough one, isn't it? To, really get, to get to, <laughs> yeah. Um, four hundred and fifty tickets we're getting apparently. Four hundred and fifty. Wow. Plastic pitch, which Incredible. if you look good. at the Sutton game last year, minus, yeah. struggled. Minus yeah. eight. Yeah, minus eight That'd average temperature. Yeah. I think we'd do well to come away with a nil-nil, wouldn't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. They've got an English manager, so yeah. you should know. A little bit about us and our they've weaknesses. Done right. I think um, they, they beat Galatasaray in the qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. Right, they know yeah. much Gala. Yeah. Perth of Berlin. I think they beat them over two legs. A draw in the first game, and and uh, who else did they play? Our Athletic Bilbao. No, I, I genuinely think that the much. home leg, is, as long as we pick a reasonably strong team, it'll be four or five. Yeah. But the away, the away leg, could the away be leg's a gonna be tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, it's what the Europa League is all about. Well, yeah. they were formed it's... after Arsene Wenger joined Arsenal. Amazing. That is ridiculous. So Incredible. he's outlasted the, uh, the English manager no one's heard yeah. of. Yeah. They were formed. He's the only English manager in Europe, I think. Yeah. yeah. Per Mertesack has been around longer than they have. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. God. Um, and, I mean, we the transfer window's coming up, as you've written on, on the agenda, um, that... Alexis looks like he's on his way, but it looks like they might get a deal with Ozil, mm. which and certainly Ozil has had a kind of renaissance, doesn't he? I mean, he's kind of had Spurs, and I would say the last kind of month or six weeks, he's played consistently pretty damn well. Like, and by the way, I want, my thing I want to say about Ozil is, I, I mean, I love him, but he didn't have a good season last season. You know, I think objectively, did he? He didn't have this number of good games where no. he took the game by the scruff mm. of the neck, in any way, like, you know, and he, he just wasn't as good. So people saying, oh, you know, he gets a lot of criticism. He kind of deserved it, I think. But now he is playing well. Mm. And so maybe he will resign. Do people I, want him to sign a new contract? I think it's really important that we don't lose both of them. Yeah. I think from uh, what you hear about Sanchez, he may be slightly disruptive. And so people may not be crying inside the club to see him go, depending mm. on what you believe. But Ozil, from a how we play perspective and a pattern perspective, he's impossible to replace right so we have to change how we play a lot his output's questionable I can see how I can mm. hear it burning me his output <laughs> is questionable you can question it on occasion but when it when we are flowing he's part of that yeah. oh, I, see, I think, I think we can replace both of them mm. I really do yeah oh, yeah I, mean, you know, I don't want to lose them yeah yeah but I don't think they're not they're not I don't know they're just they're just I just think that you can replace them oh everyone's replaceable but as a team I think as a top level, at the top level, we're sending a message to say we've lost both of them. I think it'd be good to keep one of them, at least be in control of what we do with him. Do you see mm. what I mean? Yeah. Rather than when they go... I don't think they'll have them go no in January, though. I think they'll start no. to the end of the season. I can't, I agree no. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But are people, there are rumours that Alexis... But well, they can like, sign pre-contracts. With yeah, that's what I was going to say. The rumours yeah. about pre-contract things. Yeah. Yeah. Let them go. What can you do? Nothing to do about it. But like I said before, I think that's the way it's going now. Yeah. I think you see all these top, top players now they'll see their contracts out three years and then sign for another club for mm. three years and then go again. Do you think there's any chance at all that Wenger will buy anyone in the in the January transfer window? Do think it's even on his mind? Do you think he even thinks about it? <laughs> I think it'd be interesting because we've got these two new backroom people, haven't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's for sure. So they, yeah. they're not coming... Yeah. They've, got a, they've got a couple of black books going there, haven't they? So they've it'd be interesting got, they've got, what they... Got, they they're going to impose themselves straight away and say... Let's jump in for this young player that I know because he's going to be an extra twenty million next year. And are they going to have that kind of influence? Or I think, is I think the German lad has to... already earmarked two or three players yeah, from right. Germany. So I mean, this is what when Wenger came in, he knew, he knew all the French league. Uh, I think obviously Wenger rates the German league. I think we all do, don't we? Really? Yeah. And I think he's, he's he's brought a lad in there that has got all that German league covered. And he's, he's got, got a network. Attack. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a network. network. So he's of... adding people who mm. know different people. Mm. So that immediately opens the club. It's got to be a positive, so, isn't it? Surely. It's oh, completely. To totally, as long as he lets them do what they're going to do. I'm not saying that they should be able to dictate to him because he should be. If he's in charge, he's in charge. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we might, we might want to change that, he's in charge. So I don't think they can dictate to him because you'll get friction. He won't play the players that they. Uh, bring through and yeah. you, you'll have all those kind of things going on behind the scenes but as long as he's invested in what they're trying to do I think he'll be positive yeah right let's have actual predictions uh, for, so we've got West Ham uh, tomorrow night we're recording this today Tuesday away suddenly West Ham are kind of alright now mm. new manager new lease of life 
kind of getting them playing in that way and that's slightly more just reliable. That's what we need. That's what we need. I mean, I can see it going horribly wrong, Jeff. Am I being no, I pessimistic? Yeah, we, sh- we should roll him over, mate. As long as we get the right attitude and go for it early doors, I can't see I can't see West Ham troubling us. So what's your, what's your prediction? 3-1. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Alan? It's You're a West Ham expert. You, you went to see West Ham, didn't he's you? A, he's half a West Ham man. My West Ham home he's attendance this season is 100%. My oh, Arsenal. What a revelation. Home, att- home attendance this season is, what, 50%. Oh, so. um, no, Late breaking I, I obviously news. work for West Ham sponsors, Betway. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. I do see all their all their match, well, all their home matches, and yeah. certainly pay attention to their away matches. And have they got um, noticeably improved since the new manager came in? Well, I, I mean, look, the, the the stats will tell you that they were the, the fourth highest running team at the weekend, but previous to that, they've been the lowest. Well, you say effort, don't you? Yeah. I guess yeah. the lowest amount of effort uh-huh. expended by any players up to that point. I think Moyes noticed that he's implemented loads of different changes to the. Uh, different things that, that the players must adhere to in terms of like dress code times for training. I mean, they're they're not allowed to wear like headphones when they go off the coach and all that. Or I'm not sure what they actually are, but okay. this is what I've heard. Okay. And yeah. Even the the sort of Twitter account, which I obviously follow quite closely, being their sponsor, um, you know, they've got them out running on the training at eight thirty in the morning, different things like that. So yeah. I think Discipline. they're they're actually also trying to change the perception of this running stat that came out. Um, yeah when they were being slated for the poor results under yeah. Village. So I think he's doing well to do that, but I also think the players are bought into it, as you saw at the weekend. So, yes, it's a much harder game than if we were playing them four or five weeks ago. I mean, bear in mind, we went to Everton, beat them 5-1, and, th- and then Everton hosted West Ham about four weeks later and beat them 4-1. I know <laughs> football doesn't work like that, but yeah. I think that showed you the level of the Arsenal team at that time, the Everton team that were poor, and how bad West Ham were behind them. Um, I haven't given you a prediction. No, two-two. Great, good, good analysis. I think it's, I think it's been a classic half-time, full-time bet, right? So uh. I think it will be one nil down at half-time, and we'll be all be a little bit nervy, but two-one yeah. at full-time. I think we'll I wake like up it. and we'll get them. I think they're going to be buoyed as twenty-five Aaron. to one. That would be. They're going to be. Yeah, I, know, I know. I know the numbers. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to be up for it, and they're going to go for us early. What, what would you do? Give the last two oh, games. Oh gotcha. yeah. You would hit us early, wouldn't yeah. you? Like, oh, I do see us conceding early, but I also think we're going to get them late. So, okay. Um, Two-one. Uh, I'll go one-all. Yeah, I think it would be a slightly a tedious, annoying draw, and then we have um, the joyous prospect of uh, Newcastle. At home on Saturday, oh. three o'clock. Another a rare three o'clock Saturday. Well, slightly rare. Can it be slightly rare? No. Anyway, Saturday three Jeff, o'clock. Saturday three o'clock. I'm going to go three nil for that game. I think we're battering. Yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll do them. Mm. I don't think they can defend for Sofi. Don't they? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think they can. I mean, they've got a manager that would love them to, and, and if he had the right players, I would think you have he's a fair. Benitez? No, not now. But I think he's a. I mean, he went. He went favourite yeah. at one point last year, didn't he, to, mm. to replace Wenger? Which is is baffling. I don't um, mind him. I think I think yeah. he's good at what he does. I just don't think he's got the personnel to come and do what he's good at doing. So therefore, um, damage limitation from their point of view. I think we'll get a two 0 mm. Clive. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I'm going to that one. I think Are we're you? going to. Uh, I think we're going to sort them out. And I think um, if we have these three games: Southampton, West Ham, Newcastle. 
Oh, give me the seven points from there. I'll take that. Yeah. Well, what's the score going to be, Clive? Like? Give a specific I, score. I reckon, I reckon we're going to beat them 2 0. Okay. Um, yeah, I might go 3 1. Yeah, I think, I think we'll win. Um, thank you very much to Clive, Alan, and Jeff. It's been, it's been a joy, particularly having Alan as uh, coach. Pleasure. As I'm calling Absolute you. pleasure. Um, and we'll be back. So next week, we're playing on Tuesday, aren't we? So we, I think we'll record on Monday, I think. Recording on Monday the with the great Mark Pugge, With the great Mark Pugge, as you said. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.